Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I spoke to Hunter from Load Shop, the new spot rate tool for the trucking industry that is making so many waves that you're going to want to go and check out that episode. If you were listening, I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. And if you missed it, don't worry. You can catch up on all of our podcasts over at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast. We even have a category filter so you can filter out what innovations and companies you are looking for. You can also find that episode wherever you subscribe to the Let's Talk Supply Chain podcast. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. What is quality assurance? SQA believes that quality is getting what you paid for. Quality is spectacular, iconic, heroic, patient safety, safe flights, and astronauts to space. Quality is worldwide. SQA has a global footprint that supports complex and highly regulated supply chains. The partnerships SQA has created over 25 years have benefited through integrated strategies where SQA is able to support clients on an annual basis. Each year, SQA works with its client partners and their suppliers in over 70 countries, deploying a robust network of over 1,000 associates. SQA understands the complexity and challenges within a global supply chain, and our clients have seen that the results from SQA exceed their internal efficiencies. Annually, SQA performs 3,000 audits, 150,000 hours of component inspections, and 35,000 hours of engineering supplier development. Quality is what you put into it and how great you want it to be. For over 25 years, SQA has been a leader in assessing, monitoring, and improving supply chain performance. Quality is SQA, so come and join us. You can visit us at sqaservices.com. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. This is a big week on the show. We've got two live streams coming up. One is happening tomorrow with Blue Jay Solutions. They did some research about the next generation of supply chain, and we're going to be talking about that research and how collaboration is a huge part of the next generation of supply chain. And then on Thursday, we are celebrating Woman Entrepreneurship Day alongside EDC. And we're going to talk about women-owned businesses. We're going to be talking about how to elevate your business and also how you can look to sell internationally to boost your business as well. Today's episode, though, I am thrilled to be joined by a businesswoman who was led to the world of international logistics by chance, but she quickly realized she'd found her niche and her passion. After learning the ropes in areas like truckload and freight brokerage, she spotted a gap in the market and ran with it. Who is it? Well, I'll reveal that just after our question of the week. So the question of the week was, what do you think has been the greatest innovation in supply chain in the last decade or so. I can tell you over on my personal LinkedIn, we had a blast because so many people came out and talked about 
about the different innovations. Davin, I would have to say the integration of technology and the move from MRP to ERP systems go hand in hand together. Uh, James J. Curtis, bias here, however, what Ranjit and Greg have invented over the last 20 years with over 30 patents has changed the world. Ooh, I want to hear more about that. Uh, Ian Cano, since you are asking for the last decade, decade or so, I try to keep within your time constraint. Apart from the four options you provided, of which I would suggest that are all are of equal impact, the two biggest changes within the last decade are the introduction of the smartphone and the blockchain. Yes. Abhishek says to add internet penetration, there was 1.9 billion users in 2010. And by the end of 2020, it will be close to 5 billion. Uh, Jonathan Kempe, uh, Plimsoll line. Well, that was back in 1860. So I I don't think he had anything for the last decade, but it was a good one. Greg White says the iPad that came out in 2010. Uh, this device has freed us from tel Telkson and other clunky expenses, limited expensive limited devices to allow a, a range of flexibility in operations on the floor in the office and while mobile. Uh, Ryan Upshaw, in the industry I work in, it's industrial vending. Love it. Brent Roberts said post-it notes, not necessarily in the last 10 years, but definitely a very good one. Steven says the shipping container, also not in the last 10 years, but a very, very good innovation. Matt Moxett, of course, says RPA. Trey Griggs, great question. The biggest innovation in transportation is the ability to deliver 90% of products in two days or less less to your doorstep. Absolutely right. So, so much more over on my personal LinkedIn, but we had a lot of fun with that question. And I hope that you followed along. If you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, make sure to comment on the Let's Talk Supply Chain question of the week post that happens every Wednesday on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and sometimes on our TikTok. Okay, back to today's podcast and which incredibly inspirational supply chain leader am I talking to today? Well, it's Caitlin Murphy, founder and managing director of operations of Global Gateway Logistics. It was actually Caitlin's love for Mandarin and Chinese culture that initially took her overseas, furthered her passion for international business, and introduced her to logistics. And after working in general commodities, freight forwarding, and hospitality logistics, project management, Caitlin had her eyes opened to some of the inefficiencies and weaknesses in supply chain. So harnessing her expertise, passion for innovation and for good business, Caitlin founded Gateway Global Logistics to help create future-proof supply chains fit for success. Today, Caitlin and I will be taking a closer look at her business, Global Gateway Logistics, her approach to business, and how exactly we go about creating transparent, strategic, and successful supply chains. Let's learn a little bit more about Caitlin, founder of Global Gateway Logistics in St. Louis, Missouri. She has held several positions in international logistics over the past decade, and in 2017, she saw that the transportation industry needed change and innovation. This was the ultimate beginning for a new direction by creating Global Gateway Logistics. So welcome to the show, Caitlin. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. 
I am so excited that you are here because you and I, I don't know what it was, but the first time we got on the phone, I felt like we were going to be friends for a very, very long time. It was like we <laughs> hadn't even just met. And I'm so excited to have you on the show because I think you're doing amazing things, not only in your local community, but with Global Gateway Logistics. So can we start with your background and how you came to found Global Gateway Logistics? Because I know a little bit about it and it's totally fascinating. Fascinating. So I'd love to hear you share it with our listeners. Sure. And before I start, I just have to say it was total divine intervention. I felt the same way. And I think it's so refreshing to meet other women in supply chain and logistics that have kind of weathered through similar storms. Um, so I'm so, I'm so happy that you have me on as a guest today. I'm so happy that you're doing this, um, this podcast and all the other incredible efforts that you're doing in the supply chain industry. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll get started with my background. So I've been in the field of logistics, global logistics for about a decade now, and I've held several different positions at different firms. And I like to refer to myself as somewhat of a Goldilocks in logistics because each company and position, you know, after some time, it just didn't feel right it felt that I had either surpassed what what my impact could be at that firm, or I didn't feel that I was really being listened to, or you know, just just other other reasons as well. And then one day I was working at a company and I went to my male boss and I went to request a raise that I felt that I had deserved and really worked hard for. And his response after me preparing all this you know, beautiful data and, and everything that um, that my accounts held, his response was, well, your husband's an attorney. Why do you need to make more money? And I went back to my desk and I called my husband and I said, do you care if I quit my job today and start my own company? And God bless his soul. He didn't miss a beat and he just said, sure. And so I, I quit my job and I started Global Gateway Logistics from my living room floor, my kitchen table. And at the time, I had two young children under the age of six and a bare-boned business plan. And that was it. And I just... Seemingly, it it doesn't sound like I had much. But the reality is, I had this sheer confidence that I could make an impact on this industry. And that confidence and coupled with my passion to really do this, it kind of outweighed the fear at the time and and still does, to be honest with you, Sarah, every single day it outweighs the fear uh, of being a a small business owner, especially in 2020. And um, so in 2017, we received our, our license from the government for to become a freight forwarder. And a few months later, we really hit the ground running and we started importing um, containerized freight from overseas. And, you know, since then, it's been a really incredible few years. We actually, Global Gateway Logistics turns three this month. And hey. yeah, and so I really feel we're, we're, we've been through so much in this short period of time that you know it's been incredible lessons to learn not just as a small business but as a as a logistics startup and you know we're really excited for for what's ahead in this industry and um you know it's i'm i hope that you know we can make an impact not only on our customers but um on on the future 
individuals that decide to make career uh, career path in logistics. I love that. And your story gave me goosebumps. And you and I have been talking a lot about how we can influence the next generation and how we can close some of those gaps. And so I'm really excited for those conversations to keep going. Mm -hmm. And we'll be able to tell the audience about that a little bit later. But Let's get into exactly what Global Gateway Logistics does. I mean, you said that you're a freight forwarder. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us know what a freight forwarder does. Some of us don't. Some freight forwarders do, you know, some of the things and they don't do some others. So let's talk about exactly what does Global Gateway Logistics do and how does it help its customers? Global Gateway Logistics is not only a freight forwarder, but we're also an NVOCC. And for anybody that doesn't know what that means, it's it's a non-vessel operating common carrier. And in layman's terms, essentially, NVOCCs are able to sit at a negotiating table with ocean carriers and negotiate different rates for different lanes. And it's it's really for us, it works hand in hand with our freight forwarding operations as well. And so with freight forwarding, we arrange transportation for global and domestic shipments. And our services include international air and ocean shipping, ground transportation, warehousing, and also project logistics. And what we really do on behalf of our customers is we become either so heavily involved in the shipment that it's out of sight, out of mind for them. And we do have some clients where, you know, they want their freight forwarder to handle every aspect of the logistics process from the the booking, the tracking, um, from choosing the lanes, choosing the mode of transportation. But then we also have customers that really want us to hold their hands and they truly want to be educated on how the process works. And so as a freight forwarder, we really educate um, our, our customers that are importers as well as exporters and, and domestic clients as well. And we teach them, here's the terms that you need to know in transportation. And really freight forwarders, um, they have the direct relationships with the uh, what we call the asset-based carriers. So those carriers that own the trucks, that own the ships, that own the planes, um, we work with them to negotiate the best pricing, the best route, um, and the best strategy for every single shipment. And then we also offer, um, we personally, as a, as a freight forwarder, we believe in technology. I think it's definitely something that um, has benefited the logistics industry and will continue to yeah. do so. And so for us, as a freight forwarder, another piece of it um, is, is the transparency. And through the transparency, we try to educate, strengthen our customers' processes, and really expand their global trade tools. Um, and so really, what Global Gateway Logistics is determined to simplify global logistics. And we do that through customer service and technology. That is awesome. And I love that. That was actually probably one of the best explanations I think (laughs) I've heard of a freight forwarder ever, because I think sometimes we get so caught up in the terminology and we've been in the industry for so long. And, you know, but I, I think that that was, you know, visually, you know, if you think about when we talk about freight forwarders, you know, that gives everybody a really good visual presentation of, yeah. of what exactly, you know, you do as a freight forwarder. <laughs> and so I love your ethos because you call Global Gateway Logistics a maverick in an industry of old guards. Tell me about that. Walk me through that. And what makes you guys so different? 
So, and I have to say, you'll laugh that recently we just, uh, you know, are going through rebranding the website, doing some updates before our third birthday. And I actually just removed um, the adjective old because I, you'll laugh, you know, I, when I wrote, when I, we first kind of gave birth to that vision or that ethos, um, I didn't mean it to be any sort of hit on, on the men and women that have been around for decades in logistics. And I, I realized actually, um, you know, for me, I care so much about wisdom and I, I derive so much of what I do as a leader and as a freight forwarder from a lot of my mentors that have been in this industry much longer than I have. And so I just kind of laughed because I, I, I just kind of stumbled upon that where I was like, gosh, you know, I wonder how, you know, how that can sound. But, you know, that makes us different. First and foremost, we care about diversity. And it's extremely important to me that we grow with the emphasis of building a team that's a mix of experience, of background, of ages, genders, and races. Um, I think the most creative teams in, in any industry are those that are the most diverse. And typically, yeah. the freight forwarding and logistics industry is very homogenous. It's historically been dominated by men. And we want to change that. So it's no longer a discussion of male or female, but really one that is a visionary leaders and creative thinkers. And for us to do that, it's we have to start small. And that means we have to incorporate more diversity in our team. And we hope that, you know, other players in the freight forwarding industry do the same. And I think there's something to be said about uh, the industry of logistics. And you and I have talked about this a lot, Sarah. What an incredible opportunity it is for men and women that, you know, have never really considered a career in logistics. And they might have just graduated college and not sure where to go next. And, you know, they, they might have incredible, uh, let's say, an incredible engineering degree. And they would, a lot of these candidates would never even consider logistics because it's not, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, but in education, you know, most higher education, there's not a lot of emphasis on logistics and supply chain degrees. Supply chain is definitely starting to gain way more traction than what it did 10, 15 years ago. But with freight forwarding, there's no degree you can go get. There's no, you know, college course you can take. And so, you know, we want to be a maverick in this industry in a sense that we're opening it up to so many different walks of life. And, uh, you know, so that's that's definitely one way that we want to be a maverick. And then the other way we want to be a maverick in this industry is just in the, in the what I call creative thinking. I've had so many shipments in my lifetime in logistics that it's amazing to see if you're sitting around a table, how many people think about the same solution, the same problem. And what I really love about this industry is that there's not ever just one solution. There's several different solutions. And it really, what it, 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 it ends up taking is collaboration with your customer and their data and their information and taking that and seeing what their goals are for their their global and domestic logistics programs and taking all of that and having really 
transparent communication and delivering a plan of action. And I think now more than ever, going into 2020, you know, we see that it, a lot of customers that are using, you know, these big box forwarders are not getting that. They're not getting right. that, you know, um, what I call a boutique customer service. And so for us to be a maverick is really just, I hate to say it, but it's its putting such an emphasis on customer service that no one ever walks away from a shipment questioning anything related to the shipment, the inco terms, the processes, the, the invoices. Um, we want to make it as clear as possible. And I think, you know, just by doing that, we're, we're becoming a maverick in the industry. Um, and, and really what I hope it does is it ends up being a little bit of a domino effect and such that, you know, if a customer might be using our firm and have a couple other forwarders they like to use, I hope that that their good experience with us, if they should ever choose to go to another logistics provider, that they can take the, the good pieces of our service and pass that along to other competitors in the industry. Um, I think that's really what's going to drive incredible innovation in this in this space is the more competitors you know step up to the game and and change the way they have been doing things for a long time absolutely and i would agree with you and the one thing that i wanted to say about the old guards to me just meant traditional to me it didn't mean you know anybody that came before us to me it meant the traditional way of thinking the traditional way of mm-hmm. the processes that we've tr- and the traditional way that we have you know, typically executed supply chain and logistics, you know, in this industry. Um, And one of the things that you said was around diversity is that they bring diverse thoughts. They bring diverse perspectives and you need that to be able to be creative. Like you said, innovative, collaborative, and they might look at a problem a lot differently or a challenge a lot differently than you you and I might because we've been in the industry for so long. And that's what we need to help drive that innovation in, in the industry. And so you're so right. I like, I loved everything that you said there. And so you also talk about using data analysis and experience to create your solutions. And I love that. So many of us are talking about the power of data and the insights that can be found there. But quite often, we're talking about the super that superseding people. And you're really talking about the power of combining them. So people and data, the data and the experience. So talk, talk to us about that. Sure. So it, it's no surprise that technology is already solving problems in logistics in some really incredible ways. I'm a big fan of um, the Journal of Commerce and and they have, you know, specific writers on their team that just follow logistics technology innovation. And and, and also um, a shout out to Freight Waves that also does the same. And they they actually just hosted their event um, that really features a lot of these tech startups in the logistics space. And, you know, I've seen some really incredible solutions that are, you know, advancing the way that ports operate. And right now, um, to put it in perspective, right now, there's extreme port congestion on the West Coast. It's, it's awful and it's affecting almost every single import into the United States. And, you know, some of these solutions, what's really amazing about them 
is just by simply automating manual data entry and paperwork. And, um, you know, I, I'm amazed at some of what the technologies are doing with cameras at the ports as well to try to kind of speed things up. Those are just some examples. And, and you'll continue to see some extreme um, advancements in that space. And, you know, I believe, we believe that Global Gateway Logistics, that it's not just going to take technology to solve problems now and of the future in logistics, but it's going to be a hybrid solution of utilizing technology and the data and the metrics that technology outputs and also using the human interaction, which historically is the how the, the industry of freight forwarding was built um, through human to human interactions that are managing global and domestic shipments and how we would do that. So the how in it is, you know, we already use a lot of it. So we look at global market rates um, on, on some different exchanges and we'll look at that type of data. We'll look at data that from, from different you know, technology solutions that we utilize that really help us to hedge any of the the future freight changes in the marketplace. We use the power of data right now to kind of control um, what kind of bookings we're making um, up in advance for steamship lines. What's interesting is, um, especially for foreign foreign countries, anybody that's purchasing overseas. Um, as well as exporting. There's also a, a current issue right now. Um, and, and sometimes it, it it happens during peak seasons each year as well. But what we see is that bookings have been really difficult to get ocean freight bookings. So you want to find space on a vessel and you need it next week. Well, those vessels have already been booked up two weeks ago. And there's actually data and, and tools that exist and that are being perfected even that will be able to tell you that information. And so the more that we're all interconnected through technology and can utilize that information and pass it on with a human touch, a boutique customer service touch to importers and exporters, that's truly, in my opinion, the future of freight forwarding. Absolutely. And I agree with you on that. I mean, how many times have we seen tech companies come into logistics and supply chain with just a tech background, you know, not lived through this industry and they haven't been able to continue right? because they get to a point and they need to have been, they need to have lived in this industry and really understand the intricacies of global trade and international Mm -hmm. shipping to really be able to change that. And I think you know, with wisdom, like you talk about, comes that experience. It comes with, you know, the problems and the challenges that maybe arise over and over and over again. Right. That's where we start. That's where we're able to find the gaps. And that's where we're able to utilize that data to really drive the decisions that not only our customers are making, but also mm-hmm. as a forwarder. 
those are the decisions that you're making, not only for your business, but also for your customer's business as well. And so I love the fact that you are bringing both of them together and just sort of saying, hey, you know, this tech is here. We're using different tech tools in different ways, you know, taking a look at what's happening out there in the market to make smart decisions. Like I said, not only for your business, but for your customer's business. And that is truly what a freight forwarder should be doing right now. And so I think that that is. Yeah. And I'll even add to Sarah that, you know, I don't think that that other players in the industry have to immediately go out and build a a proprietary technology that's going to cost them a million dollars. I would agree. What you can do is look out for the problems that you experience every day or that your customers experience every day and try to solve those problems. So perfect example, we realized that there was such a lack of um, freight forwarding quotations and uh, that were that were efficient and effective. And we would get, you know, maybe six emails a day from one customer on one quote request. And it was, I started to see, gosh, if I'm getting frustrated with the amount of emails, they have to be so frustrated with the amount of emails. And so we built um, our, our quote tool for our clients called Freight Leap, where you can actually, in, in eight quick and easy steps, give us the data that we need in order to appropriately um, and accurately quote your shipment. And then I also have to give a shout out to your technology, um, Ships, because I think it's doing something for the marketplace that, you know, was another big problem is where can a customer go to get several different providers to quote on their one shipment? And I, I applaud you because I think what you've built as well is, is truly going to be um, industry changing solutions. Thank you. And I, and I really appreciate that. And, but it's also the tools like you're talking about internally that are going to change the game. And like you said, you don't have to spend a ton of money building it internally. There are new innovations on the market that you can partner with, that you can, you know, share data with, that you can participate with that are going to take some of those challenges off your hands, whether you're Mm -hmm. a customer whether you're a freight forwarder and just make things easier, but it's got to be the right people, right? I've been on the forwarding side. I've been on the customer side, you know, and you've got to be able to see it from both sides. And that's really what we've, we've brought to ships. And I just want to say thank you for, for bringing that up and and really, really, you know, looking forward to working with you on that. So coming up this week, I am doing a live stream for, to celebrate women's entrepreneurship day, which I'm super excited about. (laughs) We're going to talk about encouraging, you know, especially particularly women owned businesses to open up their horizons when it comes to export. And obviously, your business is called Global Gateway, and you help exporters, you know, uh, get their products mm-hmm. into new markets. So how important is it to look at business on a global scale? I don't, I just feel like we don't talk about it enough, but sure. with everything that's happened in 2020, I think it's really important to seek those opportunities outside of our domestic, um, our domestic industries. Yeah, I, I agree. I and I really geek out over, you know, international business. It's actually my degree that I got in college and um I used to live in China and I have always been enamored at global trade. And 
you know, even from going back to the beginnings and the history of trade um, with the Americas, I think it's so fascinating. And now more than ever, you know, we need American products in global markets. And it's, I I don't know if, and I agree, I don't think it's talked about a lot, but the reality is we're still importing way more of our general commodities than we are exporting. And I can tell you just in the, the time of living abroad in China from 2007, when I was first there, and then I moved back in 2009, it was a completely different market. So in 2007, I saw that a lot of, you know, um, the population in Beijing were still wearing a lot of local brands. Um, you know, a lot of the, the messaging, the advertising, the marketing was a lot of was a lot of local brands. And then in 2009, it was like it just exploded and you would see people walking on the streets and all of these foreign brands, U.S. brands, European brands. And it was so exciting. It was almost like watching um, this globalization in effect and in a positive way. And so, you know, it made me really realize the, the demand that other countries have for American products. And I'm a big proponent of uh, of American exports and growing that. And so we get really excited at Global Gateway to get any new customers in the door that say, hey, we've never really exported ever, or we've never exported to Europe or to the Middle East or to China. You know, how do we do it? And and can you start from the very beginning? And those are like some of my favorite conversations because we're not only educating, but we get to feel the excitement they have of this opportunity in this other market overseas. And then also what most people don't know about freight forwarding is the way that we operate, the only way we can operate as freight forwarders is by having freight forwarding partners in every country around the world. And so um, there's several different organizations for freight forwarding that you can be a part of. We're actually a part of the WCA family and it's called the World Cargo Alliance. And what's beautiful about that is we're this interconnected group of freight forwarders that support each other in their customer shipments. So if I have a shipment that we're handling for a customer here in St. Louis that's exporting their product to Dubai, we have forwarders in Dubai that can handle the import clearance, customs clearance, the paperwork, the um, compliance, and the understanding well before things start to ship of what those different um, customs regulations are and, and added you know, duties and taxes and then also facilitate the delivery of, of a shipment. And we do the same thing here in the U.S. for our global partners. And so I really believe that just the, the industry of freight forwarding is so focused on global trade that we really have this duty to promote global trade and to really make it easier for a lot of importers and exporters. And so I urge anyone, especially women, um, that are venturing out with an incredible product or a service, I would, I would charge you with a mission of, you know, seek out your local partners. Um, Like here in St. Louis, I always love to send people to the World Trade Center, St. Louis, to economic development groups. They're also going to be your hands and feet overseas in those markets, really helping to develop those, um, those potential customers for you and potential markets. 
And there's a lot of tools, honestly, Sarah, that are free to a lot of small businesses, especially women-owned businesses, that you can seek out from a, from a, a local government level or a state government level. And I always say, you know, do your research um, and, and communicate with partners. There's no reason you can't pick up a phone and call a freight forwarder that you've never done business with. Um, that's what we're here for. That's what we should be here for. And so, you know, I always want people to know that, you know, even if it's a quick question on, you know, do you need an export license for this commodity? That's what freight forwarders are here for. Um, and so I really hope that as economies start to, you know, strengthen back up after this hit of 2020, that it really empowers a lot of businesses to seek out global opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you get excited when you're able to, you know, get excited with your customer when they're looking at new markets and exporting and, and looking at what that would look like and, and how that's going to be. Two things that I want to add on there is that trade missions right now are being done virtually. And so mm-hmm. there's no cost to travel. Right. And you can do trade missions so easily right now. The other thing to consider, too, is that people are moving. Because of the work from home effect, people are moving to other countries and they still want the comforts of home. And so there's a lot more people out there globally that are looking for American made products or, you know, products that they can buy from American companies and so on and so forth. So really a great time to get into exporting. And I know I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that in a couple of days, but I love that perspective. And thank you so much for sharing that. So, Caitlin, you talked about, you know, COVID, you talked about how you work with your customers strategically. Can you walk us through, like, give us a real life example of how you help a customer? Like they come to you with a certain challenge, you provide the solution. And what does that benefit look like to them? Sure. Um, So one of our customers who we just we adore, um, they do a lot of global imports from India and from China. And one thing I, we had noticed um, when they came to us initially was they weren't getting enough transparency from their other forwarder. And so immediately we started with transparency and with efficiency. And so um, what we did is we really worked to find these solidify, solidified freight forwarding partners um, in India and China that fit their specific supply chain model. Um, and and we it was almost like we had to test a few out before they felt um, they had confidence in the specific service that the one um, in India or in China would would give to their um, overseas supplier. And so what was really cool is be able to give them options. And, and that's the best part about logistics is being able to have all these different options um, and so the other thing that we have been working on with them is, you know, higher volume uh, importers, they have a lot of tools that they probably aren't even aware of. And some of those are volume based tools. And so we're working now to say, OK, here's the amount of volume that you've shipped from these two regions of the world in the past year and a half. Now, let's take that volume. Let's sit at a negotiating table with the steamship line and see if we can solidify your space and your rate 
for 2021. And it really helps to mitigate some of the risk of the ever-changing ocean freight market and the pricing. And it really helps them to be able to predict. So the predictive analysis that goes into their planning of their um, internal budgets for the year. And so we've kind of built this incredible process with them that's surrounded in and the nucleus being strategy and one that's going to end up really helping their bottom line, but also, you know, providing their team the confidence they need to trade globally. Awesome. I love that. And it's such a good example, right? Because I think a lot of our audience can really take something away from those examples and think about how strategically that could be um, utilized and the benefits they could have in their own supply chain. So I hate to wind down an amazing conversation, but <laughs> we are at the end of the of the interview. So I want to know, what does the future hold for Global Gateway Logistics? What's next for you? Growth, <laughs> growth, 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 growth. That's what we're we're ready for. You know, we we grew um, in a way where we could control it in the first couple of years. I really wanted to solidify our processes, um, kind of really navigate the waters just as a startup in general. Um, and now we've really solidified our team and our processes and, and where we're um, striving ahead. And so we want to grow our customer base and our global reach. Um, and really, we want to grow our impact. We want to impact um, those that w- that are a part of our team now and will be a part of our team. We want to impact our city. And we really want to impact the customers. And, and again, going back to really helping them foster their global trade initiatives. Um, and we have a lot of strategic initiatives in 2021 or for 2021. And so we're excited to really um, navigate the waters ahead and really become a, a stronger player in the freight forwarding industry. And I cannot wait to see how you do it, what you do, and what those initiatives are for 2021. Caitlin is a woman after my own heart, and with her vision and ethos, I've no doubt that she is one to watch. A big thank you to you, Caitlin, for joining me today. I really, really enjoyed that conversation and super excited for the audience to hear what you guys are doing over at Global Gateway Logistics. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I'm, I'm such a fan of the podcast and we appreciate all the work that you guys are doing. Absolutely. And where can they find you? What's the website? Yeah, our website is www.shipglobalgateway.com. And you can find us on LinkedIn and Instagram and feel free to pick up the phone and give us a call. We love talking um, to anyone and everyone. Awesome. Thanks again, Caitlin. Thanks. Bye. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. 
If you like this episode and you want to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com forward slash podcast to check out the latest and to also filter the companies and the innovations based on the challenges that you have under our category filter. And remember to come back next week. I am joined by Harold from CMOS. They are doing some incredible things when it comes to um, short-term talent in your warehouse. And they are doing things like um, drive-through recruiting, and they're really being very innovative in this space. So you don't want to miss it. Make sure you check that out next week. If you're enjoying our podcast, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now over on TikTok as well. If you'd like to subscribe to our newsletter, head over to letstalksupplychain.com and subscribe to us on YouTube, the SC Supply Chain TV. Visit ships.com, that's S-H-I-P-Z.com, and sign up. We are in full beta. And if you are a forwarder or shipper that wants to streamline the pricing of your air freight, notion freight shipments, gain access to more choice worldwide and utilize the best of data to reduce shipping risks, then you won't want to miss out on our platform. We are providing importers and exporters one login, one vendor account. So you're not going to want to miss that one. Head over to ships.com. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash shop. And if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.